welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale HealthCast. I'm Heather Smith, Communications Officer at Yale Health, and your host today. Joining me is Dr. David Roth, Chief of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Yale Health, to talk about the human papillomavirus. Hi, Dr. Roth, and welcome. Hi, thank you. Well, let's start with the definition. What exactly is human papillomavirus? Well, we all know that a virus is a very small particle that contains genes and contains a some kind of capsule or coat that allows it to uh, attach to cells. And these viruses can't uh, reproduce unless they're in another cell. Human papillomaviruses, as their name says, uh, they, they uh, only live in human cells and they live in human skin cells. And they cause growths, which are uh, what papillomas are. There are about um, 100 or so types Wow. And they um, they inhabit or they like to uh, grow in different types of skin cells. So there are some, certain types that grow on the hands, on the feet, plantar warts. And what we're talking about uh, is HPV uh, related to uh, genital um, infections. Okay. What kinds of health problems can this um, virus cause? So the HPV that we're talking about today has a predilection uh, for uh, human mucous membrane skin cells. So the kind that you'd find in the genital tract uh, or the mouth, for example. And uh, these uh, viruses, when they uh, enter the, the cell, they most of the time uh, live there for a while. They can be dormant and eventually will go away. But in the reason that they're significant is that uh, some of them, uh, about uh, 15 different types they can uh, actually incorporate their DNA into the DNA of the of the uh, human cells, and then cause molecules to be made that that uh, interfere with the regulation of the these cells growing, and can lead to precancerous changes and eventually even uh, cancer. Some of the other HPVs uh, can cause genital warts, which are benign but obviously uh, are a nuisance. Okay. And how com- how common is this virus? Very common. Okay. So they're really uh, out there in the world, and it's almost common enough that some people consider them normal uh, normal organisms in the human genital tract. One, they're they're transmitted by skin to skin contact. So really, it's a question of uh, sexual activity or intimate contact. And there are some estimates that. In the uh, U.S. population, somewhere upwards of 80% of people have, have been exposed at some point in their life. Wow, uh, significant. Yes, and within uh, a year of initiating sexual activity, somewhere between 25-30% of, uh, of women are um, uh, infected with HPV, and again, it increases over the lifetime. Uh, the good news is that most of the time it doesn't cause a problem. Okay. What, are there any symptoms? How would one know that they have HPV? Typically, uh, well, of the two t- different types of HPV, the types that cause the genital warts, which are types 6 and 11, uh, they cause warts. So usually you're aware of a right. <laughs> lump or a bump growing uh, on the outside of the genital tract. The other types, uh, which, again, there are about 15 types, uh, they're more, more commonly found uh, on the mucous membrane inside the vagina or even in the, um, the uh, oral cavity. And typically... In their early stages or uh, when they're dormant, they don't cause any symptoms at all and uh, really don't cause any symptoms until 
the, the long time after infection in the few uh, people in whom it causes cancer that there would be symptoms. So in the early stages, in the precancer stages, there are no symptoms, which is what makes it uh, dangerous. Okay. And so what are all the ways that it can be spread? Do you mention sexual contact? Uh, mostly it's, well, again, it's person-to-person, skin-to-skin, uh, and uh, any kind of intimate contact where there's uh, mucous membrane to mucous membrane. It can also be transmitted uh, rarely, but by inanimate objects like sex toys, towels, things like that. Okay, so mucous membrane, that includes your mouth as well as genital area? Mouth, genitals, anus. Okay. And um, does it affect both men and women? It does. Uh, it's interesting that um, for uh, sexually transmitted HPV, it's more commonly seen uh, in women. In, in recent years, there's been a rise in the uh, number of HPV-related cancers of the uh, oral pharynx, which is the mouth and the back of the throat, and uh, they seem to be uh, more common in men, about three times as common as in women, and it's the opposite for uh, genital tract. For anal, uh, it's, it's more seen in, in uh, specific high-risk populations like um, uh, men who have sex with men, HIV-infected men and women, uh, men and women who are immunosuppressed, uh, transplant patients who are people who are on steroids, that kind of thing. Okay. How is, the, um, how is HPV detected? The, um, there has to be a specific test because, uh, again, the, the, in the early stages, it's not uh, symptomatic. In general, we don't test young uh, adults unless they're very high risk. Because it's so common uh, and so much of it eventually goes away without causing a problem that we found it's better, it sounds strange for someone to say this, but it's better not to know because in most cases it'll be transient and it'll go away. If we detect it, uh, it causes anxiety. It may cause extra procedures and treatment, extra testing, which ends up not being a good thing. So we really don't screen for HPV in uh, young uh, adults uh, until in women until they're uh, 30, and the regular screening for uh, cervical precancer and cancer is a pap smear, which is uh, looking at a sampling of the cells under the micros- microscope that come from the cervix and the vagina, and then also a sensitive test for the DNA of the HPV. Uh, and that's done every five years. Uh, having both tests done uh, makes it a lot more uh, reliable to wait a little bit. Uh, and if someone has a persistent HPV infection when they're over 30, there's more of a likelihood that it's persisting and, and may be causing a problem. Whereas someone who's younger than 30, because of the, the biology of the cervix, the biology of uh, the virus, it's much more likely that it's going to go away and never cause a problem. And therefore, again, we don't uh, routinely check for it. And you mentioned that you, you would check if someone was high risk. What makes a young woman be high risk? So high risk would, would not be the usual things that you consider high risk for STI, but uh, things like I mentioned, immunosuppression, HIV, uh, infection, okay. uh, transplant, things like that. So um, since men can, can get HPV, how are, how are they screened? At uh, the present time, there is no screening for men. Uh, there's no test for... Uh, Either oral uh, HPV or uh, or uh, genital HPV. Uh, in general, in general, uh, the uh, the chance of getting penile cancer is in, is extremely low. Uh, 
especially in circumcised men, but even in uncircumcised men. The only uh, screening that is done is in uh, men who are at higher risk for uh, anal cancer, in which case they, they can have an anal pap and HPV test done, similarly to the test for women. Okay. And um, can, can this virus be prevented in any way? Uh, there are really only two ways to uh, prevent uh, the, the HPV uh, from infecting somebody. One would be not having contact. So abstinence is the, uh, is the uh, most basic way, but also one of the more difficult ways. Right. Uh, barrier is another way. Either condoms or uh, dental dams uh, can at least diminish the risk of that kind of contact. So not 100%, but you're saying diminish Certainly not 100%. Risk. Okay. Right. Uh, and then, and really, the best way to uh, to prevent HPV is with a vaccination, which is uh, available now, uh, and it protects against nine types of the uh, virus: the six eleven, which causes the genital warts, and uh, seven other types, which are uh, the the main types that are most commonly associated with precancer and and cancerous changes. So, when when would someone um, get the vaccine? So, it's FDA approved uh, to. Start at age nine. It's young. Yes, ideally, uh, the, the the vaccination should be, should be given before there's any uh, sexual contact. That's when it's the most effective. So that's the recommendation. It has uh, been uh, slow to be adopted because there's some hesitance on the part of parents to bring up or to think about the issue of uh, their young kids being sexually active. Uh, it's also recommended for males uh, in that age group. And it's really recommended uh, up until the age of anybody under 27. Uh, it's been shown to uh, greatly decrease the chance of getting any of these uh, HPV infections in the very high 90s percent with minimal side effects. Uh, one worry with vaccines is can you get sick from the vaccine? Uh, with this vaccine, there's no DNA and it's it's not infect, infective at all. Okay. It's just the capsule protein which is uh, made in the lab, uh, so there's no chance of getting infection from it. Okay, so if you do have an HPV infection, can it be treated? The uh, there's like most viruses, there's no uh, cure for uh, HPV because uh, it, it doesn't really live; it's not attackable until it's living in a human cell. So the only treatments are reserved for um, uh, when they when they're causing uh, when the virus is causing changes in the uh, cells that are considered way, well along the way to being precancerous or cancerous, there uh, is a long lag time between when the precancerous changes uh, can be detected on Pap smears or or with HPV tests, and when it can become cancer on the order of ten years. So there's plenty of time to find it with routine screening, and the only way to get rid of it currently is with some type of destructive therapy that removes the abnormal cells that have the active virus in it. And that could be anything from freezing to laser to uh, removing it, actually removing some of the tissue with uh, minor surgery. Uh, but any of those things uh, will work. There's, a, there's about a 90% cure rate with any of these techniques, but because there can be some dormant virus, there's always a small chance of it coming back. So uh, someone who's been treated needs to be watched very carefully to make sure their body has gotten rid of it. Uh, the other way that it can be treated is with time, if it's not too severe, because over time, usually your body's immune system will get rid of the infection or get rid of the abnormal cells that have the uh, virus in them. So by doing things to keep your immune system strong, uh, which are very nonspecific, but things like getting enough rest, eating well, 
uh, avoiding cigarette smoke, which does increase the chance of the virus causing cancers. Um, you, you can um, hopefully help your immune system get rid of it. And over time, uh, the, the uh, abnormal cells may go away. And that's why for younger people or people with early changes, we just wait. And most of the time, they'll go away by themselves. That's great. So it sounds like we want to get our young people vaccinated. And as you get older, make sure you get screened. Right? In a nutshell. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. My pleasure.